I don't know. What, what am I saying? Who are you? What's your name? I don't know. What, what do people I don't know. need to know? Maybe we should go and listen to other podcasts <laughs> and see how they start. Hello, welcome to La Pod. It's a brand new podcast we're going to be putting out from down here in the basement of La Pub twice a month. We're going to be talking to our staff, our community, local bands, local artists, and anyone we think is interesting. Yes, yes, welcome, welcome to episode number 14 of La Pod. Thank you for joining us again for another episode. Hope you're enjoying them so far. And if you are, you are certainly most definitely i guarantee it going to enjoy this episode the class episode um not kind of slighting or throwing shade on any of my previous guests but this is hand on heart one of my favorite episodes really fun it's even fun listening back to edit it and anyone who has any experience in editing podcasts knows that it's not a fun process it's tedious and boring at the best of times but it was fun even editing this one So you're in for a treat. Our guest today is the band Ladybird. First met those guys a little while back when they played the pub. And then the day after, as we talk about a little bit in the podcast, we all went canvassing and handing out leaflets for the Labour Party in the general election together with Eddie Izzard. Extremely random and memorable event. Um, but, But that was really fun too weird kind of takes me back to a more hopeful time in the the political climate man i miss jeremy corbyn i don't even know who i would vote for if a general election was cast tomorrow it's not the tories is is all i can tell you for 100 percent certain anyway moving on ladybird before i get sidetracked down a political rabbit hole ladybird managed to release a whole ep and a single um last year really flipping good going um, during a pandemic the single Political Wasteland is out now on Spotify Political Wasteland we just went from political here yeah. um, and their EP Brainwash Machine Setting also out on Spotify and all those good place outlet things um, and they've got some uh, material in the works right now being recorded maybe already recorded but it's coming out soon and then a tour to promote that as well and they push that themselves towards the end of the episode so get on that i've already bought myself a ticket buy yourselves tickets as well and you shan't regret it amongst all those little gems we talk about and so you've got this nice balance on the record that's coming out um next it's just got a good balance of sort of like monstrous tunes inspired by the likes of Willie J. Healy that Alex has written and you know heavy rock ballads that are Oasis sort of driven and then also like rusty punk um, thrashy numbers too so I'm pleased that it turned out that way you know it just feels like the roots of music to me I think it's it gives people a a chance to see a different aspect to you I suppose you can be a bit more vulnerable I think the reason you start making loud shouty music is maybe because you feel a bit vulnerable in the first place so you just scream and shout at people so you don't show it <laughs> i've got to share it because great memory we have of being in newport with um with probably you were there right with eddie izzard wandering around the streets of newport handing out labor flyers <laughs> that was great man before we get on with the episode, finally, we have an opening date for the pub. We shall be reopening our doors on the 26th of April. It's going to be outdoor table service only, uh, like it was last summer, for the time being at least. So get on it quick, essentially. We'll let you know on our social media when the, the table booking service goes live, but it'll probably be through our website which is thepublicspace.co.uk and other than that we are very much looking forward to seeing all your smiling faces again happy days until then enjoy this episode of the podcast episode 14 with ladybird kind of feel like we've done all the the preamble intro podcasty bit now yeah. Do we have to do it all again? Well, I, feel, I guess so. I feel like we should just try and get everything like we did it 
word for word. <laughs> Just go back to the start. How, yeah. how did we start? Something about um, the usual. The oh, usual. how about you in, in these unprecedented times? Oh, them ones, yeah. <laughs> no, back, I don't want to do that again. No, but we we soon took <laughs> off into babies, adoption. Yeah, you know, gig. The what was what can we call it? It'd be like VE Day, but for gigs. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the countries emerging from the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. rock. Yeah. The rock emergence. Although we, uh, rock me and Don emergence. did all the, all the preamble, we didn't really do it with Alex. Though. Yeah, true. No, true. Yeah. Really catch up with me. Yes, let's do some introy stuff, Alex. Yeah. How, how you doing? What, what what have you been sustaining yourself with at the moment, both physically and emotionally and mentally? Um, um coffee and nicotine. <laughs> Um, breakfast of champions yeah exactly um no i mean i personally i've found this side of uh january the first pretty difficult um yeah. just with sort of lockdown 3.0 and uh the shit weather <laughs> and yeah, it's, uh, rough, it's right? kind of coming through now so i'm trying not to be too fucking down on it all the time but it has it has taken a cold turn down here in brighton um oh yeah freezing in wales as well yeah but i mean um yeah so i've i've found it quite difficult to a degree um but um i'm coming through the sun definitely helps but it's been a it's been a strange time hasn't it um oh, to say the least yeah and i think it's just um so much of like what i uh want to do is kind of been uh just well you know overnight <clears throat> music industry just stopped really didn't it yeah and it's kind of been the same way for almost a year now um and i mean there is hope now that it's all going to come back and we can start getting out there and playing some music but um yeah it's, it takes its toll after a while um i tried i've been playing a lot of music at home and stuff and that is really the only thing that keeps me going to be honest yeah, but uh, there's moments when you decide, you know what? <laughs> What's the fucking point in all of this, man? <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm no, just gonna go get a job and anonymously disappear into uh, yeah. <laughs> make work in a kitchen or something. But no, you know, it's uh, it's a challenge. Yeah, at times, it's a weird one, though, isn't it? I saw I saw something on Twitter the other day. Someone was saying that they have Stockholm syndrome with the pandemic, like mm. as in. They the the closer we get to normality, the more they realise that they don't really want normality in a lot of ways. You know what yes. I mean? Like they've, yeah. they've become so accustomed to this. Oh, I hate the phrase "new normal," but to this way of living, yeah, that they're going to find it hard to go back to the normal way of living. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there was. I mean, certainly when the pandemic hit, I was like, I I'd kind of I was running out of money and needed to get a job. <laughs> Oh really? It'd be and then the before pan- the pandemic. Yeah, just just as the pandemic was about to hit, and then that pandemic hit, and I was like, "Sweet, I don't have to fucking do anything. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, not allowed to go outside, so can't get a job." That and was it was tight. kind of like I was kind of like, "Sweet, this is working out quite nicely." And a year later, it's kind of like, "Oh yeah, I I, I can I can I relate to that sentiment because it is a bit like, oh well, yeah. Suddenly there's this pressure that it's all going to be the same." as it was before and it's like oh god that means i've got to go outside and talk to people you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. all these li- these other little anxieties that have probably developed during uh, during the sort of pandemic and lockdown uh, a whole whole another bunch of uh <laughs> anxieties to worry yeah. about oh there's going to be i was speaking to someone the other day there's, there's surely going to be if not just kind of standard ptsd but some sort of like pandemic related mm. mental health epidemic following this one you know what i mean like it's it's yeah. going to take a toll. Yeah, I definitely think. I think as a gener as as you can see different mental health in different generations anyway, can't you? Um, mm-hmm. And how it's affected different people, even from my parents down to me, and then then in generations below. But um, but yeah, I de- yeah, I can see that. I can see that that would be, you know, that that even just struggling to get back out there you know mm. or like people right now feeling like oh actually i don't really want to <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't want yeah. june the fir- 21st to happen because it's a bit like nerve-wracking and uh you just get this whole other set it must have created a whole other set of anxieties for a lot of people mm-hmm, for sure oh yeah um i mean it's you know obviously we're not seeing that many people but there's 
there's still a we can still get out and go for a walk and have a coffee with some of our friends and stuff and and even yeah. doing that i've found <clears throat> quite difficult just staying in touch just texting keeping up with people because it's um because it's it kind of feels it's not empty because it's your friends but there's a there's mm. an essence of like <laughs> there's no real sort of human connection in it yeah, of course. Well, friendship um, is built on on shared experience to a large degree, isn't it? And exactly. And just texting is is yeah. not, not really a foundation of friendship necessarily. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. And it's hard to maintain. And and I, I I certainly start to feel a bit guilty about it sometimes. Not replying. And that stops for weeks you even more, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, so. oh, it just grows that feeling. I know the one very well. Um, mm. But then you realise you you message you message your mates and. You go, oh yeah, mm, <laughs> oh yeah, they're my mm, friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that hard to talk to them at all, but it's amazing the fucking space you can get into in your head, isn't it? Word, word. Up. Yeah, it is. And how how has uh, well the last year lockdown been for Ladybird as a band? Because you managed to put out some stuff, right? Yeah, well, we're fortunate. We so last summer because it was kind of whether well, it all kicked off in last March, didn't it? And then yeah, and then the summer was seemed or well, felt relatively normal to a degree. It wasn't yeah. entirely, but the cases had gone down, all the hospital admissions had gone down, and shit. So we were kind of just like, right, let's get into the studio and record. Um, and that was great. We had two or three weeks. We <laughs> Sam. Tilly, Sam's wife, was uh, heavily pregnant. Well, seven and a half or eight and a half months pregnant at the time we went into the studio, <laughs> and oh, we wow. uh, we were like, right, let's get this album done, and then Sam can go off and have the baby. And I think literally the day we finished the last song, wasn't it, Sam? I actually left a day early. Do you remember? You were still mixing. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but we'd recorded everything. Everything yeah, had yeah. been tracked. Yeah. The moment we finished tracking everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty um, good excuse to leave a day early, mind you. Yeah, the arrival of my son. Yeah, yeah. And then this this little little ray of sunshine turned up in the world. Um, so yeah, so yeah. I mean, we've we've we did that, and then apart from that, it's kind of been relatively quiet. Um, yeah, polit- political wasteland came out of those sessions. Oh, okay. Um, so that was from the album sessions, was it? Yeah, and right. We kind of felt like, in some ways, it was kind of like a header a sort of a direction that we're kind of going in but also it kind of stood alone on its it kind of it stood alone as its own song yeah didn't fit as well into the album it was our well, favorite so. it was our favorite of the analog mixes wasn't it yeah and in fact it's the only one from the album sessions that we're releasing um that were mixed by us in the studio mm. oh cool um yeah we were yeah the others have been been off to America to get mixed, you see. Oh, right. It's yeah. amazing how quickly you can, you know, get them over there these days. <laughs> you know, send a tape over in 10 seconds. Yeah, it's, no it's shipping that. of physical tapes anymore. Like, wow. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's it's been a process of trying to just do what we can, really. Yeah. Um, record when we can. Adjusting to having a baby around the band is also a new thing. But that's yeah, been sure. that's been great for certainly for me and Sam anyway in our relationship. It's brought us much closer together. I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. We both, yeah. It's the ultimate. Awesome. It's the ultimate um, like cooey, gooey <laughs> thing, isn't it? Which we both just me and you, Al. You know. Yeah. Can just be not talking about work for 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 a long, long time and just enjoying, mm. reveling this sort of young sunshine creature yeah it's good <laughs> young sunshine creature <laughs> he is a sunshine creature yes, he is. that's amazing because um, i, I think... can really see it going like not as such a positive way you know what i mean mm. like surely it's got to be time consuming and a distraction to be a, a father so like i can see that being a negative thing but it's awesome that it's it's brought you both closer together yeah i feel like um well, it was like it was. It was last summer, wasn't it? And I came and and me, I, I came over to Sam's. So we were living, <clears throat> were you living at Tilly's parents at the time in the country? And we, uh, yeah, we went out for a big old walk around the fields and saw the horses and whatever there was. <laughs> Baby horses. 
Yeah, baby horses. And um, we, yeah, just had a big chat. Because I think, I think a lot of um, sort of stuff had built up inside us. So I think there'd been a lot of, well, it'd been a challenge in Lady Bird. You know, Sam lost his voice for a year. For um, a year? Yeah. He oh, man, I did not know that. Struggled with that for a while. And that in itself was quite a big thing. And yeah. also me and Joe, <laughs> me and Joe had been through our own, individual battles with mental health and other like and i think a lot of um a lot of stuff needed to be said that wasn't necessary that i kind of knew was delusional and anyway we we kind of just arthur was on the way and it was like you know what there's there's going to be someone much more important Hmm. on the planet than both of our egos (laughs) yeah so let's just you know let's just have it out and get on with it and make it better than it was. Yeah. So yeah, Arthur was kind of the, uh, the catalyst, I suppose, to us, um, heading back in the same direction as each other. Amazing. Um, Arthur, did you say, is that the baby's name? That's Arthur. Arthur. Yes, Arthur. Little, little <clears throat> Art. Good work, Arthur. He's bringing people together before he, he even knows it. Yeah, yeah I serious, tell him every time I see him, serious. he said, you've done more for me than you even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not even a year old yet. Yeah, it's mad. It is mad. <laughs> that is cause and effect for you right there. Pow. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, yeah, I definitely feel that everything we discussed in that chat came to manifest. Um, and actually... Mm. Uh, yeah, it's such a, it's, yeah, it's really nice, despite the fact that there's been a pandemic, and my heart goes out to all the man them in the pandem, <laughs> the man and the gal them. No, really, it's been hard for so many people, um, but yeah. um, having a baby in lockdown wasn't um, so bad for us. It's starting to get, it's starting to get a bit harder now because usually by this point you could take your baby and, and, and leave it with your parents for an afternoon or something, but we can't yeah. do that. So it's quite hard for tears and it's, um, you know, it's, it's a different space, but actually generally speaking, like the FOMO element to having a child was removed because no one could do anything. So that's yeah. something I'm really grateful for. Cause I think like for all of us, like the energy surrounding, it, it would have been different um and um yeah alex and i have been man- keeping busy with um with writing and uh and preparing for a new campaign um you know for the album obviously when it comes out so um we're really lining that up with um some key dates that we hold dear to us um and um it's really sweet, actually. It's been, it's been, it's been quite a pleasure to just sort of let love drive the drive the uh, lady bird, lady bird mobile. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's quite mm, interesting mm. in some ways because <laughs> um, the album's kind of been a long time coming, really. Um, and we could have, we <clears throat> could have maybe been in a position to sort of do it almost sort of three years, two, two, three years ago, you know, but yeah. I don't think I, any of us were really ready to get the album together and do it. For real. Um, so, you know, we kind of, we, we, we then kind of took, took a slight step back and went and did, you know, helped built a studio and did some, you know, bit of writing here mm. and there and spent a summer, I mean, we spent the summer not recording an album, and then the next summer we recorded the album. Um, we were pre-producing, though, like we pre-producing. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, but in some ways, yeah, the the pandemics is kind of played more into our hands than maybe some other people. Um, yeah, who ha- had their album planned to be released and then had to put it back a year or a few months or whatever or people have had to bring out their album like you know sports team or willie j healy yeah and then can't tour the album which is brutal for for another year you know um so in that sense we hadn't we hadn't got to that stage and then we're suddenly like oh fuck we now can't do anything we can kind of we can bring out the album post pandemic um and then just you know get the ball rolling and kind of hit the ground running in that sense yeah um so in some ways it's kind of played into our hands we can certainly we can take a positive swing from it and it's given time to sam to you know become a father and joe's had his things going on that he's had to um joe had a tough year last year you know so he he needed um 
he needed some time and space to become zen again. <laughs> yeah, zen again. So timing-wise, it seems mm. like it, it worked out okay for, for Ladybird. Yeah. Yeah, and also, yeah. I was going to say, sorry, with, also with the with the product as well, like we we as a band have evolved loads and loads and loads, you know, like through the, even though we just recorded a bunch of singles and a couple of EPs, like our sound was definitely like growing in different ways. Yeah. Um, and like talk about bands not being able to tour their albums. You know, we had this EP that came out, Brainwash Machine Setting. Yeah. Um, which uh, we were going to be yeah, touring, uh, but... It, um, it's pushed back again, you know, and again and again, and we're doing it in September under a different name. But, um, but even on that record, the sound is totally different, like to uh, how we started, and um, you know, the songs like "Love" that are a bit more poppy and thing. But yeah. um, anyway, so what's really interesting is that with the timing and 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 how it sort of worked out for the best in in terms of practicalities, it's also been a real result for us because we had like time to really come back to like full circle in terms of our sound. Um, but we sort of landed back in the same place, in the same studio with um, a lot more like songwriting experience together. Um, and so you got this nice balance on the record that's coming out um, next. Well, you know, the album basically. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just got a good balance of sort of like, monstrous tunes inspired by the likes of Willie J. Healy that Alex has written, and, you know, heavy rock ballads that are Oasis sort of driven and then also like rust, rusty punk um, flashy right. numbers too. So I'm pleased that it turned out that way, you know. That's exciting stuff, man. That's a great description of, uh, I don't know, the elements of the album. I can't yeah. wait. I thought that was good. <laughs> yeah. Should have written it down. Yeah. <laughs> I like rusty punk. That's yeah. quite good. Rusty punk. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're rusty old the punks genre. now. You know. <laughs> we, can, we can't even headbang. Speak for yourself, Samuel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need to start our fitness regimes. Rock, <laughs> just rocking out to no music in the bedroom, you know. Maybe we could, maybe we could do... Um, uh, <clears throat> like uh, like Davina McColl style uh, <laughs> aerobics, uh, aerobics video to the album. Oh my god, that would be yeah. such a good bit of content, wouldn't it? Bust out yeah. the spandex. Bust. We, could do a, we could do a DVD yeah. and just dance along to the album. <laughs> and everybody could do Ladybird aerobics. Put it out on yeah, VHS, you know, just try and get, yeah, like, like do like people, you know, like ourselves do it on vinyl. Might as well just put out a video on VHS, see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Like that. Let's look into that. <laughs> Jokes. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Love, the the track that you released. Yeah. It wasn't on Brainwash Machine setting, right? No. No. But it's a class track that I feel kind of went under the radar a little bit. It went under my radar at the very least. Like I didn't discover it until after it was released. But I really like the acoustic version of it. Like I mm. think I even prefer the acoustic version of it. It's really good. Yeah, I um, agree with that. Yeah, you agree? I like, like the acoustic version. I f- mm. I f- yeah, I feel like it, as a song, it lends itself to the acoustic version more than the the studio version, electronic mm. version, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it, it just works. And then when I heard, um, oh, what's the last track? The other acoustic track, Nice DLC. Mm. Like it... Um, it, like I love the direction. I don't know if that's a direction that you're going in or just things that came to you, but I love it when bands who don't necessarily specialize in acoustic tracks write acoustic tracks. You know mm. what I mean? I think mm. they're some of the best ones. Mm. The, yeah. How was that for you, kind of writing those tracks and going oh. down that route? It's a question for Alex, really, because although I wrote Love, um, you know, um, and, and Nice DLC, it's like Alex is a master of like acoustic... I mean, he's got an amazing acoustic, which I can also take credit for. But he's a, <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll tell you about that. But he's a, he's got he's a real master of the acoustic guitar, and so um, it's actually is the direction we're going in. But I'll let Alex um, respond. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, I, I from a very young age, I've always been, I've always loved acoustic music, and I love right. folk folk music. Um, which you know, as as pure and simple as you get, just one chord and some some um, a melody in the voice that moves around. You know, I've always I love that one chord sequence that doesn't change, and the voice takes you on this journey and this story. You know, so I've always yeah. been 
I've always loved that. Um, yeah, love. Yeah, that that riff just kind of came too, but but it always felt like it could be done. It was it was tuneful enough, I suppose, out of all yeah. the out of all our songs up until that point to to put in that context and um, and came out really sweet. We did. I mean, we did. That's a live. That's a fully fully live take. That and I think. Oh, is it really? Wow. I think it was. I think it was like I, I don't know how many we did that day, but it was a long day. Yeah. I think we did about fifty takes until we got the one that was just spot on. Yeah. Or as close to as fifty takes and ten zoots. Yeah. <laughs> and Maybe and twenty. Lots of, lots of zoots. Um, <laughs> That's probably why it took so long, actually. <laughs> Come to think of it, yeah. <laughs> now you mention it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we... Uh, and then a, a, a big catalyst for me in terms of taking that style of songwriting and and trying to put it into sort of a modern context that's, so it's less sort of folky, but was Willie J. Healy and... Um, yeah his EP 666 Kill. Right. Um, which he released in between his two albums. And, um, well, we toured with him and Slaves at the end of 2018. Um, oh, yeah. Fucking great. Line. Mind, mind blowing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, get to be sandwiched by Willie J. Healy and Slaves every night was pretty, pretty special. Yeah. Um, we developed a really lovely relationship with Willie and we still, we still chat now and catch up and whatnot. And, um, I just think he's, uh, a, a true, uh, modern classic for yeah. me. You know, I think he's up there with some of the best British songwriters that have been coming out of this country. Yeah. Yeah. In the last sort of 20 years, really. Yeah. Maybe even longer. Um, and that EP chain, I just, I, long van drives between city to city. I just smoke, smoke fags and listen to Willie J. Healy. I'm like, <laughs> everybody's chatting shit and I'm sat in the front, like, eyes oh, shut, just trying to concentrate. Um, and yeah, that, that really inspired me because it was, it was so simple. It was yeah. so, it's not. There's not much to the songs, but there's also so much to the songs. Do you know what I right, mean? And, like, yeah. and that's the thing I love about folk music because you kind of there is there's so much heart and 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 um, substance from where the story is coming from. Mm-hmm. But it's just a voice and a guitar, or you know maybe yeah. some extra instrumentation. So it's kind of I don't know. I've always been fascinated with that. Um, it just feels like the roots of music to me. And um, I think it's 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 nice to it gives people a, a, a chance to see a different aspects to you, I suppose. Yeah, you yeah, can be yeah. a bit you can be a bit more vulnerable. Um, I think the reason you start making loud, shouty music is maybe because you feel a bit vulnerable in the first place. So you just maybe, scream yeah. and shout at people, so you don't, so you don't show it <laughs> yeah fighting against that vulnerability right yeah exactly it. um yeah. so i i you know maybe there's a there's this there's a kind of both sides in there the, the, the acoustic sides give us an opportunity to be that vulnerability show that vulnerability and um be safe in it yeah and be safe <laughs> in it yeah um yeah. and also the shouty stuff gives you a chance to just let loose yeah here he is look at that gorgeous here face he is Look at that gorgeous face. <laughs> He's a good boy. He's Whoa. a good boy. Whoa, don't, don't, don't fall off the desk, though. <laughs> For any of the listeners wondering what's going on right now, oh, yeah, Sam just brought in his baby, Arthur, that we have talked about already. So yeah. 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 Here he is. He has yeah. now joined the podcast. He's joined nice the band. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of... And we're, we're also going on... We're also doing something a bit... Because, obviously, <laughs> album albums... The process will start happening end of this year into the beginning of next year. So, you know, we we, we kind of want to do something in between. Um, I don't know how much we're allowed to say about it, but there will be <laughs> there will be some music coming. Um, awesome. We're going to have playtime. 
Yeah, well, it's playtime. It's fun time. Um, just to do, you know, something. Get back into it, yeah. No. Get back into it. Yeah, get back into the process of recording and yeah. um, the process of of um, not writing songs but playing them. You know, you work yeah. that one out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but 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 the acoustic side of things is definitely one that we're, I'm ex- trying to explore more. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that it sounds like you came from a background in acoustic stuff. And then mm. kind of came more into the 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 rust punk as we just established <laughs> later yeah. on rust in that yeah, direction because I, I feel I would... like I've heard a lot of bands kind of do the, do the other way around like they start mm. off in the shouty stuff and then they kind of go in to explore more acoustic stuff like I remember J- James Hetfield I can't remember where I saw it but he, I remember him saying that he was terrified bring in nothing else matters to the rest of the band for the mm. first time. That acoustic, like this isn't Metallica. What, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, get out! He yeah. was afraid of being just exiled. You know what I mean? So I guess that that wasn't a thing for you. That was always your background. Wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think to a degree, like uh, <laughs> in some ways, in with Ladybird, like we've we've always kind of been labelled this punk band, and and um, and I think it was more to do with who we were associated with than actually. The music we were making maybe maybe it is punk modern punk whatever you want to yeah. call it but it has uh, elements of it for sure it has yeah but i've never i've never really felt like a punk musician necessarily i've always felt there was more there was gonna there was gonna be more to us than just that would fit under the label of punk yeah mm. um and yeah i you know i i grew up on i grew up on the eagles and dylan really oh right okay um and and um so i you know yeah i definitely come from that side and i mean i've had yeah my first guitar was an acoustic guitar when i was like five and then i got an electric after that so yeah in in some ways the electric side of things has followed the acoustic side of things yeah and i like yeah there's nowhere to hide in your own playing on an acoustic guitar you know electric you've got loads of pedals and True. Yeah, you can. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a there's a lot you can do. <laughs> um, there's a lot you can do to to sort of hide behind. You know, like even live playing loud, it's like I don't have to play any of the notes. No one cares because everyone's just jumping around having a good time. Like I'll yeah, get as close yeah. as possible. But you stick me up there with an acoustic guitar, and if you fuck up one tiny little bit, everybody <laughs> knows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so again, it, I guess it's that playing with the kind of vulnerability, and 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 it's an opportunity for me to explore my own vulnerability in those in those sort of situations i guess yeah um it feels uh, rawer and purer in some sense right yeah i can see that yeah word sorry if i'm sorry if i'm waffling about nothing no, no i love it man. never yeah it's great never <laughs> I, I find it interesting that you say that you never really felt like a punk band um in in the fullest sense of the word, I guess, because from like a lyrical standpoint as well, and from a a lyrical <laughs> delivery standpoint, I guess you could say like you've always been like a storytelling kind of band, like kind of Mike Skinner esque the streets kind of stuff, almost rapping essentially. So you've got those mm. kind of elements as well. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, and 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 punk is you know sort of deeply associated with hip hop because they happened at the same time. And it's more yeah. in later years that grime, um, you know, people, well, people were commenting on grime when it came out about it being like the new punk, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and stuff, which was also a massive influence for me and for us. So, um, and so, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't know really how it comes out in our music. I think, like Alex said, there's a good, a de- decent association with us and the punk scene through our dear friends, um, Isaac and Laurie, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Who I miss dearly, and um, and um, yeah. So I think that it's um, there's that as well. But definitely, we wanted to be punky and thrashier, you know, in, when we started. But literally, like Alex says, I like, just expressing our vulnerability and that kind of like, let's have it out, you know, kind of way. Mm-hmm. But even in the first record, you know, you got things like uh, tracks like Baby that are sort of almost sort of foretelling that more soft acoustic side yeah. of things. Um, but as you'll hear on the album when it comes out, there's loads of like, like we said, freshy, rusty, punky numbers, but it assisted with like, and you know, like 
Alex's um, title track of the record, and um, which is an acoustic track, and oh, nice. um, uh, and um, also like yeah, like I said earlier, some sort of heavy, heavy rock anthems, sort of in the more ballad, not ballad, but yeah, Brit pop ballad, that kind of vibe. Um, but um, I was going to say something else on the matter, um, actually. Yeah, it's a great responsibility that we have, isn't it, to to try and you know extend the amount of time that creativity exists within this arena, um, you know, before it's absorbed by something, um, you know, swallow, you know, consumed by something, probably more accurate. Um, so um, I'm pleased that we're doing that, you know, and we're still doing it. Um, and uh, I have to before we get cl close to the end of this interview, just just share a memory actually which isn't related to the statement i just made yeah. um but i've got to share it because great memory we have of being in newport with um with probably you were there right with eddie izzard wandering yeah, around there. the streets of newport handing out yeah. labor flyers <laughs> <laughs> that was great man yeah what yeah, a guy i met you guys that was a, a surreal mm. day for sure mm. yeah. awesome though yeah fair play to him man working tirelessly to try and change the world in his own way and going down the political route i mean that's that's in a way that's unconventional you know yeah so but fair play to him man he's taking it on and he's doing it and um i had a really interesting conversation with him really because although i wasn't and i am not as we speak wearing anything that could be considered gender um you know breaking the constraints of western gender concepts um uh, i do like to you know just wear what i like and uh, that often involves wearing women's clothing you know it's no, yeah it's no deeper than that i just don't associate with so much with the male female spe specifications that we're sort of spoon-fed since being an age of like arty years um um, anyway, so yeah, I've, I've really related to Eddie Izzard, but I didn't get an opportunity to really speak with him casually because we were literally like shoulder to shoulder marching down the streets of Newport yeah. handing out flyers to people that didn't want them, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was hard, but he did express something really, I had a sincere moment with him. Um, and he was just talking about, I mean, he was just, he shared his vulnerability with with us or with me in this yeah. moment where you just i just want a seat man i just want to be able to have a voice and um right. and 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 he sort of i don't think he said it directly but he sort of said it to me that you know um basically i think he did say it directly he was saying like he's being ostracized all the time because of the way that he dresses you know his right. identity and um and i really felt his heart in that interaction you know it wasn't like it was the usual speech the usual splurb um it was like so sincere um and he must just have lived with that for so long now um and he's such an admirable man um and um, I guess I'm going off on one, but I do think there's a point to this. And, and obviously it started in Newport, Newport, which is where you are and uh, yeah. how we met. So um, it's worth it, right? But um, the world's changing, you know, so much. The way we look at things is changing. It's catching up with this, the, the concepts that we wrote out, you know, in, on paper, like the actual cultural, like, uh, um, you know respect people's compasses is catching up with these sort of like ideas that were written down however long ago you know since we evolved from you know being animals you know when we are but whatever so cutting to the chase we're, we're really in changing times right alex had a good waffle about um acoustic guitar so i'm just gonna go into the uh space and time bit where you just zone out but i'm More not there esoteric. yet <laughs> 
<laughs> no, man, you know, we're just, it's, it's such an interesting time to be alive and it's crucial, you know, we've got so many, like, really, like, life-threatening factors creeping in, <coughs> not, COVID to the bottom of the list, if you ask me, um, but, um, and so we just have an opportunity, don't we, to, to use our voice and, and like you're doing with this podcast and like we do with Ladybird, but, um, but we all have one, don't we, so, um, yeah. it's, um, you know, Shout out to Eddie Izzard, man. He's he's a brave and and, and wonderful, Big lovely human out. being. Yeah, yeah. I love that he was doing the groundwork with us, you know? Like, they're mm. on the street handing out flyers. Mm. He didn't have to. He could mm. have been on some chat show or whatever. He's a proper famous guy, but he's there on the front lines. Yeah, respect yeah. for that. And I want to just correct all of the times I probably referred to him as, as a guy or, um, oh, you know, because... Yeah. Um, you know that in itself is like an example of how we as a society are growing yeah. in our ability to respect others and no i think he doesn't what or ever no mm. what were you saying alex oh no i think he he does he is eddie Izzard, isn't he he refers to himself as him mm. as far yeah. as i'm aware mm. anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> not for not for us to decide exactly Words. if we offended Words. we apologize and we didn't mean to yeah, yeah. We, yes, love, we, we love you eddie yeah, we, we do you. thank you yeah. for all that you do sorry if we got your pronoun wrong <laughs> and just yeah. if we're you're... just trying and if you are listening eddie um i want to say on tape that in my in my mind i um i uh challenged the woman on the news on the roof of the uh, art gallery um, who is being an absolute pest towards you I've diploma- diplomatically said I must say <laughs> he'll know what I mean guys come on if he listens yeah I hope he does <laughs> I would be highly surprised Keep but it up, you, you know there's a chance <laughs> I wanted to bring up the um, you mentioned a couple of times your association with with slaves with those yeah. guys and um like i, I don't want to like instigate drama or anything at all i'm just genuinely interested like does mm-hmm. it get annoying like always being asked about slaves has that ever been a thing because like you were the first um act signed to their record label right mm. are you no, still I signed don't... to them or no we're not no? um that kind of just uh that was an investment in the sort of first EP. Right. Um, and then it kind of sort of just ended up going a bit more independent from there. And, you know, they then, they, they had a lot going on in their own lives that they needed to deal with. Um, right. I'm sure you saw with Laurie. Um, yeah, yeah. And Isaac needed to take a bit of a step back. So, you know, it kind of, as organically as it grew, it also as organically kind of just stopped in some ways i don't really know how to don't really know how to put it Um, but but um no i don't think it's ever got annoying because it's just um because like i mean it's annoying i find it i find it annoying when people think we're gonna we sound like slaves right yeah i think that's i think that's lazy yeah um because we don't sound like slaves we're just mates with them you know very good friends with them but we are ultimate you know i don't think our and there's influences in there. You know, I, I listened to Laurie's guitar sound and wanted to recreate something sort of similar, especially yeah. as Sam had said, don't bring a bass, only play guitar. <laughs> right. Um, so naturally, there, there is that similarity in sort of the guitar rig world. Yeah, um, yeah. But musically, I think we're, we're um, quite separate. But, you know, at the end of the day, they gave us a big... Um, a big sort of step to step onto to get into that world you know yeah we did our we, we released our first ep and we got a like a two-page spread in diy yeah, do you know what i mean and so it's like who fucking unusual. gets that exactly yeah, yeah. but so because of that yeah. association we were able to get to a wide audience quite quickly um and hence, love you, DIY. hence have have um sort of you know i suppose for the size of band that we actually are, for the amount of people that actually know who we are, we've got a relatively decent-sized following. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we they, they gave us that groundwork. So, actually, you know, I can't be bitter every time someone mentions slaves because, <laughs> we, you know, yeah. we owe quite a lot. We owe quite a lot of um, people's awareness of us to them. Yeah. A lot I to just them feel... in general, you know. Mm. Yeah. Because I feel like I would be. 
if I was you, you know what I mean? Mainly with like the lazy comparisons, like you were saying, Alex, that just the, basically in, in the research for this podcast, like I would watch YouTube interviews with you guys and stuff. And so many times they would almost like introduce you as, as the band signed by slaves kind of thing. I'm like, mm. bro, like so much more than that. But yeah, I was just wondering yeah, kind of how you feel. I think there is, there is an aspect of, um, there's a, there was there was always kind of, for me there was a, there was always kind of slight aspect of wanting to make sure that we weren't just known as that yeah yeah and that um, that we could stand on our own two feet in the industry you know without needing sort of without standing on the shoulders of giants I suppose really yeah. um, in that sense um, so yeah and I think. And I think once we get this album going and the touring and starting, I think we're gonna um continue to prove to ourselves that that's the case yeah um but yeah it it it, it can be annoying but i I also understand it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> because You're people and at the same time. people wanna people wanna know about it and people want to know about our relationship and at the end of the day it kind of comes back to that we were we were we were all friends first and foremost um we happened to we happened to be making music that both Laurie and Isaac liked and supported and wanted to push along. They had an idea for a record label and um, it, it worked nicely at the time, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And it, and, it, and it got us into where we got, where we wanted to get to. And um, we were very fortunate to do that tour and um, play with Willie J. Healy every night as well. Yeah. Um, and we've learned we learned a lot about ourselves. I learned a lot from watching Laurie conduct himself. Um, He's I've, so great to I've watch. I've learned a lot from yeah. I've Close learned a up. lot from Isaac <clears throat> um, and his sort of um, his relationship to art and his um, his attitude when going in to create. And um, I try to there's there's aspects of the way that they conduct themselves that I try to carry in myself. So yes, it, it, so the, so in some ways the influence is very much right there, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's also there's also an aspect of trying to not take take inspiration and then do it your own way. I suppose right. is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fine line between inspiration and uh, imitation. The, exactly. Yeah, imitation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there, but but there is. But we we we're from the same scene, and we 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 grew up around each other for ten years. So there's always going to be that side of things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I remember going to the going to the Tunbridge Wells Forum as a sixteen-year-old and watching Sam and Isaac playing an old band of theirs together. Sam was a drummer. Isaac was a singer. You know. Um, oh right. And that, that's where it all started for me. I was, you know, I got a message one day from Sam and Isaac saying, do you want to come and play? We want to do a little jam. Do you want to come and play? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was like, and, and <laughs> funny, I, I, Isaac's name, Isaac's name on Facebook at the time was, um, can you remember what it was, Sam? Uh, Alan Key. Al Alan Key, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or um, no, Alan, yeah, Alan, or what, Alan Key in the UK, it comes yeah. from. Yeah, that's Alan it. Key in the UK. <laughs> anyway, I got this message from this guy called Alan Key, and I was like, who the fuck is this? And he was like, do you want to jam? And it was Isaac. And I was like, you know, I couldn't, you know, I, at the time, I wasn't that bothered that he was in Slaves, but yeah. I was just buzzing that Sam and Isaac from Bareface messaged me <laughs> to get, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I wasn't, yeah. you know... And they'd done their first album by that point, but I was more buzzing that like my childhood heroes <laughs> wanted to be associated with me. Yeah. And now they're both my best mates, so you know. We still need to do that. that we out. still need to do that record with Isaac, man. Yeah, we do. Seriously. We do. We'll try and fit that in somewhere. There was actually, there was actually, we, we, yeah, I can't remember what that was. It was just before Slaves went to do their second album. We, we were, we were just jamming at the forum for, for about a week. And, mm. Yeah, and um, there is a recording of it somewhere, and there's some very early versions of um, Slaves lyrics from the second album All right. on it, which is really cool. Yeah. And we'd written, they'd basically written some songs, and then Isaac took them from that and turned them into Slaves, onto the Slaves album. Right. So I was, yeah. which was really, I was, I, lo I love that, because I was like, 
there's a version of that somewhere that no one's ever heard. Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. You mentioned just briefly there, but I want to kind of touch on it again, how mm. there's no bass. There is no bass player in Ladybird, And it sounded like that was a, a, a specific choice, like a conscious decision. Is that the case or? It's not the case now, is it, Alex? But it, it, it was. It was a decision before. So you've got yeah. a bass player now? <clears throat> Well, we don't have a bass player, but there will be a bass player. Uh-huh. Um, I basically, I be, but not as in a, a touring member, right? Basically. Okay, someone, okay. someone who's going to play the <laughs> basically. bass for basically <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone. So yeah, someone who will be sort of touring with us and and in Ladybird, but not in Ladybird. Send your applications in now. Yeah, tell them why. Tell them why, Alex. Yeah. Um, well, I bought a bass and ended up writing loads of bass lines. That were oh, really okay. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now we've got to um, sort of we've yeah, got an album to, full of them. Now we've got an album full of them. We're going to um, nice. It's. I feel like the live essence will be. It'll be missing a lot. You'd be missing one one quarter of a band by yeah. not having the bass there doing its thing. So. Um, I'd like to think that I'd be playing some of it as well. You know, it's not that we'll just get a bassist in. It'll be another musician that can play guitar and yeah. bass. Swap it up kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, because some of the older tracks that are written with without a bass will still be played without a bass. I still have that sort of capability, but there'll be some songs that will need that. that like the guy in Green Day that we, no one could knows his name. Just, Do you know his name, anyone? Just there in the shadows. No, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, he's got his own podium at the side, but he doesn't, yeah. no one knows his name. Queen, yeah, that, Queen had one of those guys as well, funnily enough. Did they? Mm. Didn't know that. Interesting. Mm. Who do you think Not plays on the bass, piano on Crazy Little Thing Called Love? Oh. Mm. Always there more than go. meets the eye, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, there is. Well, yeah, so you know, that's we're just gonna we're gonna get some. Hey, baby. Um, what's the word? Subordian little man and stick him in the corner and <laughs> say, "Don't come out. Don't. No, no, we, no one wants to see you on stage. <laughs> just stand behind the amps and play the bass." No, I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking, obviously. Uh, like a little minion, you know. It'd be nice to have <laughs> the lady nice bird minion. Have a... <laughs> just a night, another dynamic in the in the in the bus, you yeah. know, on stage. It'd be great. Yeah. I'm really looking forward. I think it's quite good as well because um, because me, Sam, and Joe also um, <laughs> clash a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we 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 can do because we all, we're all we're all so passionate and very like different individuals and very strong characters. Yeah. I think the more the more people that are around creating a different dynamic the better it will be generally yeah um not to say we don't get on though you know yeah, yeah we're looking yeah. we're looking for we're looking for a female really let's be honest you know for <laughs> yeah, so many fe- reasons we need some female energies yeah. just to sort of calm the fucking ship yeah 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 exactly. <laughs> just to dilute the masculine energies in the band yeah yeah just yeah, to get rid of all that bullshit yeah it's all just an idea anyway none of us really are angry or feel <laughs> unsafe it's just this sort of written code that seems to live on in us <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we do get on though it, it's not like we're not it's not like we hate each other <laughs> no no we know. do we do no, get no, on, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in a you know when you've been in a van with the same people for three weeks it can be hard oh, man it starts sure, to do yeah. they, they, the way Sam eats starts to do my fucking head in <laughs> Alex has that thing that Ricky Gervais has where he hates the sound of eating so you can imagine on a tour bus you know, if he's losing you know if he's got five people eating a meal deal you know, it's it's tricky stuff. Just hell. <laughs> yeah, I've got my window. I've got my head out the window. Headphones in, window open. Towel over my head <laughs> so I can't see anyone. It's so Quiet, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah. Oh, it's but- reminding me. This conversation has reminded me, man, of playing. It's, it's really nice, actually. The last gig we did was in Paris, January 2019, man. That was the last gig uh, you did. 2020, 2020. Am I being an idiot? Yes. Yeah, last yeah. year. It was like beginning last of last year. year. That's yeah. the one. That's a good one to finish on, though. That's that sounds. It's a good show to finish on, man. Yeah. It was a good show, actually. Where was it in Paris? Uh, Le Supersonic. Ah, nice. Um, I don't. 
yeah, I'm not sure exactly where it is, but we had a very yeah. nice time, and there was lots of people there, and there was um, some. I, 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 Sam might be able to tell me because he spoke to them for longer, but I'm pretty sure there's some people that came from Japan. Yes. Were they just all the way to Paris? Did they, to see did you? they come? Did they come from Japan specifically to see us, or were they just in Japan? They had they just come from Japan to Paris. I think they lived there actually in Paris. Um, okay. Their French was definitely better than their English, so um, I'm, I'm assuming that they they'd been based there for a little while. Um, okay, right, right, right. They hadn't travelled specifically to Paris from I, Japan. I don't that think week so. To see us. I don't think so. If they did, then hats off, you know. Um, yeah. Carbon yeah. rock print, you know. That is serious. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, they were cool. It was really nice actually because. Um, Japanese culture is really at the heart of um, what we do, to be honest, you know, um, in essence, because two, two out of three of us are um, uh, Nichiren Buddhists, and Nichiren was a Japanese uh, scholar of Buddhist, um, nice. Buddhist scriptures, mainly the Lotus Sutra, so, um, uh, well, yeah, practically all Lotus Sutras, so, um, anyway, veering off slightly, but yeah, so we, me, Joe and I have both been to Japan, and um have uh you know you know lots of relations to the country so um and for you alex you had a tie with them through um well being just drop dead gorgeous and, uh, <laughs> and modeling for celine yeah, yeah they were they were very, they were very chic um and very stylish cool. man whoa nice. i mean but everyone in paris is man everyone true, in yeah, paris looks true. fucking wicked yeah, um yeah. even the people that aren't necessarily no, it's bollocks. They're all trying. They're they're Parisians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's so um, it's, fun, it's funny you bring up Japan, though, because I, I was dying to ask if the, the Japanese kimono pajamas in Beep Beep, uh, is, yeah. is that real? Does somebody actually own them? Yeah, I fucking own them, man. I bought them for a quid down Deptford Market, as it said, <laughs> as yes. it said in the song. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm so glad that that's real. Is, is the them. whole thing a true story? All of it's a true story, yeah. Is it? What, yeah. Can you, all right, here's, 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 here's over to you. Ben, tell us the story in your own words. Me? Right now? Yeah, right now. Go. Beep, beep. Uh, beep, beep. What? Based on beep, beep? Yeah, I just want to hear your view of the story, man. Like, in detail. Oh, I see. It was my rendition of, of yeah. beep, beep. I see. How, what did you take oh, from it? What I want to know, yeah, how it came across and if it's accurate on the other side. I took from it that this guy, I guess you, um, wakes up and he's kind of in a a bit of a I don't know a wobbly state I guess you could say, um, and he's walking around the house. Did he say he hasn't eaten something? He's hungry or something maybe, mm. and he he hears this beeping, and it's driving him crazy. And it turns out that it's the carbon monoxide alarm, and it's just going and going and going, and it won't stop. And then I I don't know. He has like a a breakdown ish like it causes him to like it causes him distress um and emergency services end up getting called and they tell him that he's having a panic attack that it's not the alarm but he is insistent that the carbon monoxide alarm is going off and that's what's causing it that that's my understanding how close everybody meet samuel cox uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen yeah, exactly or Don Don Bird, Don Bird to you. <laughs> Don Bird, by the way. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's a class song. Um, I listened to it a bunch of times, and it's the only song I think in existence that has the words "carbon monoxide alarm" in the chorus, which is boom. a particular <laughs> wow. Doff of your hat. That's our, that, That's a hats off moment, isn't it? Yeah, it, re it really did happen like that. Um, but the alarm went off. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I really thought I was dying, so this was a really interesting moment for me to check myself. Um, I, I mean, last words vibes. I'm telling you, man, it was crazy. Really, it was um, that bad. Didn't you call your mum? I'd message my mum to say, you know, my last words, I'm, and that is a genuine thing. There was a woman from down the road who was coming to keep an eye on me. She was in hysterics because she thought she was watching a man die before her. Um, and um, it was serious. The bloody they, <laughs> it is serious. They, but it's they, also it is hilarious. so funny. Yeah, they broke into all the houses, my neighbours' houses, to make sure that no one was dead. Um, and um, and then this moment when the fire truck pulls up and sees me in my Japanese kimono pajamas with Joe's pink puffer coat on and my I 
paint my fingernails frequently yeah. and he took one look at me and he and it, it's like as if that this happens all the time like people just that are crazy just make a call like this so and he brings the carbon monoxide line to me and as i'm sat in the fucking back of this fire truck and he goes um he said um sir the fire alarm the the carbon monoxide alarm is out of battery and i was like oh fuck off mate i'm not being funny i am you know i might yeah i was just like, i'm not i'm not being funny mate but that fucking thing went off <laughs> all right whether or not anyone's dead or i'm suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning at least give me the credibility of knowing whether that fucking alarm was going off or not um so it's quite funny and um anyway that was um it was uh, it was a sign that the, the the landlord you know hadn't changed the batteries you know before right. we moved in there and and I, I'm assuming maybe this is true of other battery devices that the last thing they do before they give up the ghost is go off <laughs> this one song <laughs> so well, I think I think those alarms that are meant designed to save your life let you know if they're out of battery yeah. Yeah. They beep when they're out of battery <laughs> yeah. so that you can put another battery in them so that when the carbon monoxide starts leaking, it will actually go off. Oh, thank yeah. goodness. At least it's a likely story then. <laughs> <laughs> the irony in that, oh. though, it was just trying to save your life and it almost ended up taking it. I'm, ser- <laughs> I'm serious, bro. I'm serious, but man. That was, that was a, a very, it was the very end of a long string of a lot of... Um, battles that you'd come over including your voice yeah Sam. for real so check, you know check out um, the film check in out many the ways picture. in many ways that laid bare it, it was a kind of manifestation mm. and um kind of acted as a bit of a mirror in your life at the time i feel like it kind of you yeah. kind of it, it kind of checked you a little call. bit yeah checked you before yeah. it wrecked you she's true yeah. true to work um and it and it and it. I feel like it. It was all on an upward swing from that point onwards. Yeah, it was. It was like okay, you know, I was going through a psychogenic voice condition. I hadn't come to terms with it. Literally, there's a film about it on the Guardian website. Um, mm. And um, so I was coming to terms with like why I couldn't speak. It was dreadful, you know. It was fine for a while. Um, I met Tills in the time when I couldn't speak. We wrote so many songs I wrote love while I couldn't speak you know right. not even being able to listen to the melody back from my own voice you know just like in my head it was a bit weird and you can see why it might cause mental deterioration and, and which it did and that moment sure. at a time when I'm trying to work out whether or not I'm just losing it or if I'm suffering from a physical ailment it was it was really challenging I think it was plain to see from on the outside but in my head it was tough and then this moment when I mean you know being blood tested in hospital just to double check whether or not I had carbon monoxide in my system and they were just like no and I was like oh fuck it was a real turning point yeah 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 serious man I didn't know there was yeah so many layers of backstory to that song well, yeah. now you do, baby doll. I'm pleased yeah. you asked, because no one else has. <laughs> That's what I go for. I'm dying to ask a question that nobody else asked. I'm, yeah. I'm almost ashamed of myself that I asked about slaves, even though, like, yeah, I went there. But hey, yeah, redeemed, redeemed. You are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I don't want to steal too much of your Saturdays. I feel like I've stolen too much as it is. But thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat. What have Pleasure, you got man. coming up? Like you're going on tour again, right? At some point, hopefully. Yeah, September. September um, we will have some music out before then, and then there will be music out around the tour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're doing something a bit different for this more more recent music, as we were talking about the sort of folky kind of stuff. Um, cool. <clears throat> and then yeah. And then you'll start hearing an album towards the end of the year um, and singles and a tour that should be happening. Um, all things go well from the 21st of June. And, and um, it's kind of difficult because you still, <laughs> there, there is this genuine hope that it's actually all going to be over and everyone's going to be fine. Yeah. But, but we've, also, sure of it. we've also done that, said that's happened a couple of times and then stuff's got, moved again so there's, yeah. a, there's a part of me that doesn't actually want to totally commit to it but um sure. fingers but yeah. firmly crossed though 
Yeah, absolutely. Touring and an album is coming from Ladybird. Exciting, man. Yeah, is available. Where can people get tickets? On, the website on our or? website, this is ladybird.co.uk, um, and that take you to different links and stuff. Um, and yeah, just social media, this is Ladybird, at this is Ladybird, I think, on everything, apart from Twitter, which is Ladybird, this is. Um, yeah. Amazing. That's where to get your news, yeah, LB News. LB yeah. News. What's the closest place you're coming to Newport? Uh, is it Bristol? Are you playing Bristol? We're playing Bristol, yeah. yeah. I don't think we crossed the border. Oh, I don't shocking. think we crossed the border that this time. Shocking. That is shocking. No. Um, I'd like that's to all right. We'd Bristol's like just to. over the bridge. Hmm. We'll, okay. I'll, I'll not... come see you in Bristol. Yeah, wicked. We, we'd yeah, love to have you, Ben. Me. We'd love to see mm. you, mate. Class. Nice one. Yeah, I will all be right. there. Thank and... you once again. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. And thank you for doing this cool podcast and inviting us on, man. It's a cool thing you're doing. Lovely to see you. Good luck with the training, dude. Respect. Oh, thank you, man. Respect. Thank you. Mm. Speak to you all soon. Cheers, guys. Loads of love, man. Bye for now. Nice one. Alex, cool. Bye.